0: Father, thank you so much for the presence that we sense here, The, the just a the sweet, sweet spirit that is here right now. Father, I know you're working in every heart in this moment because you are here. And you will never leave us nor forsake us. Sometimes we leave you, Lord, but you will never leave us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, before I get started, I want to tell you something. I'm going to go ahead and use this mic. Um, remember Steve Jobs remember Steve Jobs back in 2011 he died and I'm going to tell you some of the things he said on his deathbed at this moment lying in bed sick and remembering my whole life I realized that all the recognition and wealth I have is meaningless in the face of imminent death I have the money to hire the best at any task but it is not possible for somebody to carry my disease.
1: Money can get you all
0: kinds of material things, but there's one thing you can't buy, life, health. As I got older, I realized that a $300 watch and a $3 million watch shows the same time. $150,000 $150,000 car and a $15,000 car, we can reach the same destination. That a wine of $150 or one of 1500 generate the same hangover. That in a house of 300 square feet or one of 3,000, the loneliness is the same. True happiness does not come from material things. It comes from the affection that our loved one gives us. And of course, he was not a Christian, so he believed his love from his family. But we know the ultimate love is from God. That's what saves us. I had to share that with you because it's something that I read this week. And I believe it will bless you because eternity calls to all of us. Amen. Amen. So today's message, I'm going to be talking. Can you hear me okay? I'm sure I use a mic. You ready to use a mic? No, you good? Tom, you want to see Mike? All right. Alright, so the difference between I'm gonna talk about something that is so important and has changed my life this week. Now, my life keeps being changed. Does yours keep being changed? Does it keep growing? Does it keep you keep going, whoa, something's new is happening today? Constantly learning and growing. I don't I don't think we stop learning and growing until we're in the ground. And even then, I think we can go to heaven. God does a few things. I don't know. But the difference between these two kingdoms I need to talk about today, it's going to make a difference between how you experience the word of God when you read it. The, the uh, message I gave a couple of weeks ago was rightly dividing the word, 2 Timothy. And it's taking the who, what, when, and where and applying it to your life, knowing how to read your word. Well, this is going to... add to it. It's how to read the word and which kingdom you're reading about. It's truly fascinating. Um, The difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. I don't know how many people think they're the same they are not. Why then would the kingdom of God be spoken of 70 times and the kingdom of heaven spoken of 33 times? They are in fact, different. We need to divide the two kingdoms when we read our Bible. Just like we need to rightly divide the word of truth when we read our Bible. Is it really talking to me or is it talking to somebody else? Is it talking to the Jewish nation or is it talking to the Christian? Or is the uh, kingdom of God speaking to me or is it speaking to somebody else? And this is what I want to clarify. Because I've been reading the Bible and I'm just globbing it together. And I'm thinking, it's all for me. Now, the truth is, everything in there is of value to you. But on the other side of salvation, see, a lot of us people think we're going to lose our salvation based on some of the things we read about in these kingdoms. I want to set that record straight. We're going to talk about another kingdom, which is Satan's kingdom, but not today. We're going to talk about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, Don't be ignorant of the devices that Satan throws at us. He wants us to not know the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is not the same as the kingdom of heaven. Okay, let's set the heaven aside. Let's put that over there, that's heaven. We're going to talk about the kingdom of heaven. So simply put, I'm just going to tell you the answer right off the get-go, what the difference is, and then I'll tell you why. Because I'm going to use scripture to show you. Kingdom of God is within you. Do we know that? We know, we know the kingdom of God is within you. The Bible tells us the kingdom of God is within you. It's not made with hands. The kingdom of heaven is a physical kingdom that was designed for the Jewish nation. They needed tangible. They needed to see. They're waiting for the kingdom of heaven to come through the Messiah. They're, waiting. They're still waiting for the Messiah. We don't have to wait. The kingdom of God is within us. We've got it. This is what I want to get to. Because sometimes we think, well, I'm still waiting for the kingdom. The kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We say that prayer all the time. And we don't pay attention to what we're saying. The kingdom of God is already here. Why are we asking for it to be here? It's already here. See, it's for the Jewish people. They're still waiting for their Messiah. Both kingdoms started with Adam. What was lost when Adam sinned? The kingdom of God. The image of God their spiritual life was the kingdom of God remember the kingdom of God lives within you it is spirit here's something that I think you might hear a lot well we're all made in the image of God no we were not now let me tell you why man is made in the image of man Adam had a child which was made after his likeness Genesis 5 3 and it says and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness and after his image and called his name Seth The only time when you get the image of God in you is when you've received Christ as your Savior 2nd Corinthians 4 4 It's only in Christ that we have the image of God Colossians 1.13 then says we are then translated into his kingdom because of Christ. Does that make sense? The kingdom of God comes within you when you've received Christ as your Savior. That's the kingdom of God we're talking about. John 1.12 says but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We become the sons of God When we receive Christ as our Savior, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Power to become comes from the Holy Spirit. I know so many people right now that believe in God, but they have no Holy Spirit. There's so many gods out there. The only one that we have is receiving Christ so that now the Holy Spirit is within you to teach you all things, to seal you. Now you can become a son or daughter of God. Now that word become is a process. I'm not arrived, I'm still becoming. I'm still becoming and so are you. We weren't born in it. When we receive Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit which is the power to become. So let's talk about the kingdom of God and what the scripture says. Romans 14, 17, what does it say? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink stuff. Things, earthly stuff. But spiritual things, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. See the difference between, you see both kingdoms there. Kingdom of God is not meat and drink. That's stuff. That's the kingdom of heaven. But the righteousness, peace and joy is of the kingdom of God. Matthew 6:25 says, "Take no thought for these things, these earthly needs, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. let's just put that straight. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these earthly needs that you have will be added." The Christian church, as we know it, is not a building. How can a building fit into our spirit? So, we're talking kingdom of God, which is spirit. It's not built with human hands. Luke 17, 21 says that it's not built with human hands, but by the spirit of God. It's invisible. Now, I remembered one time saying, God, if only you could look out of the clouds, part the way, and look down and say, here I am. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, I can do that, all right, but I'm invisible. You still won't see me. See, there's a lot of people that look for visual. There's a scripture that tells us, Blessed are those who believe yet have not seen. Can you believe without seeing? You better. That's the kingdom of God. You see, that, see how, how we're living? We need to live in that kingdom of God. We'll never be able to see it. Luke 17, 21 says, and when he was demanded of the pharisees when the kingdom of god should come he answered them and said the kingdom of god comes not with observation you're not going to see it i'm not going to give you a bunch of signs see that's what the jewish people waited for i need a sign matter of fact the scripture talks about the gentiles that didn't want a sign they wanted wisdom and the jews seek after a sign And it says, neither shall they say, here he is, or there he is, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. We are sealed with that kingdom. Ephesians 1.13. The fruit of the Spirit, is it stuff? No, it's within you. When God gives you all those fruits of the Spirit, righteousness, love, peace, patience, you know, all those things that the fruit is, is that stuff? Is that a house? A car? No. James 3.5 says, Jesus answered, Verily I say to you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He didn't say heaven. He said kingdom of God. So it's a spiritual inner thing that happens in our lives. The kingdom of God comes when we receive Christ. And then we're made in his image. Okay, so let's talk about the, now that's the kingdom of God. Now let's talk about the kingdom of heaven. It's what Israel is still waiting for. First mention of the kingdom of heaven is with John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness. Who's he preaching to? The unsaved, Jewish people. To repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that mean? It means it's available to you. It's at hand. Here it is. Here it is. Take it. Take it. They didn't, did they? They rejected it because it wasn't tangible. Isaiah 40. I'm going to read this. First I want to read uh, Matthew 3, 1 through 3. Matthew. Didn't have it marked out. Matthew 3. Matthew 3, 1 through 3. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. He's, re- he's quoting Isaiah. Isaiah begins to speak in Isaiah 43 through 10, the prophecy of John the Baptist, one coming in the wilderness, eating locusts. But it starts to talk to you a little bit about something else. It starts to talk to you about the kingdoms, (coughs) the things going on on the earth, the, the land. It wasn't talking about what's in you. It's what's around you is what Isaiah was talking about. Do you think there's violence in heaven? Okay, then what's this scripture mean then? Matthew eleven twelve, 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. That tells you right now that it is not a kingdom of God principle. It is something going on the planet, something on the earth. There is no violence in heaven. This is talking about the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's where our battle is. Matthew 4:17 says, Jesus preached, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." He again said the same thing as was spoken before. "Do you want it?" They said, "No, give us Barabbas. Crucify Christ. We don't want that guy. We we you know, here's the thing. He comes down Into Jerusalem, on a donkey, and they throw all their clothes, their leaves, and stuff, Hosanna, Hosanna, king, king, this is our king, hallelujah, praise God. What did they do to him later? Crucify him, crucify him, because he didn't make the kingdom on the earth like they wanted him to. They wanted him to set up throne, get rid of Rome, get rid of all the people that were causing them problems, set up his kingdom, and they would worship him because now he's the king. They didn't want the kingdom of God. That's within them. They wanted the kingdom of heaven to be on the earth, to be displayed. I I think that's huge. Jesus was called their king. He came along preaching the kingdom. He started preaching about God and everything. And The opportunity came. It's called the postponement theory. There's a a word for it. Postponement theory. What happened was that Jesus was going to come back, but he had to postpone it because they didn't want him. He's going to come back, all right, but after the tribulation. Matthew 13 says this. For this people's heart is whacked gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and she'd be converted and I should heal them. Who's he talking to? Is he talking to a Christian? No, he's talking to the Jews because they're waiting for a sign. He goes, well, you know what? I'm not going to show it to you. Because if I did, you're going to think then it's a sign for you. No, he wants them to hear with their ears spiritually. He wants them to see with their eyes spiritually the kingdom of God within them. They wanted nothing of that. They wanted the kingdom on earth. Did you know the kingdom of God was taken from Israel? The kingdom of God, that spiritual thing. That's why their eyes are blinded. They cannot see the kingdom of God. They cannot see the kingdom of God. Matthew 21, 43 says, Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth fruits. They took it from the Jewish nation and gave it to the Gentiles because they rejected they gave him. You know, they rejected him so many times. He gave him over and over. He goes, You know what? Okay, I got to move on here. Let's find some people that will love me and worship me. Did you know that Lamentations is a book about loss, of what Israel lost, and it says here, Lamentations 516, the joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. The crown is fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. That's what the Jewish nation is still crying. They are still crying. They lost their nation that many years ago, but they got it back in 1948. All right, they got it back in 1948, so now we are on a roll. The seven parables are all about the kingdom of heaven. If you read the parables, it's about relationships, People, how to get into heaven, all these different things. It has nothing to do with the spirit life. It has to do with what's going on around you, the kingdom. All those parables, the sower, gosh, there's like, I I have them all listed. But um, they are, uh, let me see if I can find them here. The sower, the garment, uh, finding the pearl, all these different things are all about finding and seeking and looking. Matthew 13 says, the kingdom of heaven is like a sower, hidden treasure, mustard seed, leaven bread, victory, a garment, dragnet. I'm thinking dragnet. Isn't that a movie we watched a while back? The dragnet show, it's a cop show. No, dragnet means fish. So they had to. It's all on the earth. Mark 4.11 says, and he said to them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. You, us. Whoever wants Christ in their life is going to get to know the mystery. There is no secret with God when you are his. He's going to give you the knowledge to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. <coughs> like I said, the Israelites had a chance and they rejected him three times. He, they rejected God the Father, Matthew 21. They re- rejected Jesus' the son and said, we have no king but Caesar mark 15 and then they rejected the holy spirit stephen said to them you murdered your messiah and he was stoned to death and that was act seven so why do you think that this is an important insight it will change the way you read the bible greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world I remember proclaiming the Lord the other day. The other morning I said, you know what, Lord? I was laying in bed I go, I am yours. I am full of power and love and sound mind. I am able. You know what he said to me? You got it right because the I am lives in you. You see, that's the kingdom of God living in us. Jesus said, In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I've overcome it. Why? Because the kingdom of God lives within you. When reading the Bible, we need to know which kingdom we're talking about. Are you going to be talking about with heaven on earth, or are you going to be talking about the kingdom of God? The Christian people need to pay attention, and we need to talk about the kingdom of God. Now we know how to walk and live and be all that we can be for the Lord. The kingdom of heaven had to do with works. Now we are talking about uh, scriptures in James, we're reading in James, and we're reading all these other scriptures that says, faith without works is dead, absolutely. Because, you know what, I couldn't be standing here without doing something. I'm doing something for the Lord. That is my faith at work. But it's not to save me. I'm already saved, I'm already his, I already have the kingdom of God within me. I don't need to struggle and fight and wake up and, oh, I better go do this because otherwise I'm going to lose. You know, somebody's going to be disappointed in me. God's going to be mad at me. No, he can never be mad at you. You're his kid. And you have the kingdom of God in your heart. Kingdom of heaven has to do with your works. Back in the old times, they always had to do something to be saved. Noah had to build an ark to be saved. He had to put everybody in it. You know, there's a lot of people in the Bible that they had to do something to be saved. It wasn't a spiritual thing. Now, I'm telling you, they will, they have a spiritual component. But as a Christian, we don't need those things. We don't need to see all that stuff happen in the world. We have the kingdom of God in you, and you tap into it, you can wake up in the morning and say, I am able because the kingdom of God is in me, and the I am lives in me. I I want to leave that with you. I, I think that's the most important thing you can get a hold of. And this week, it absolutely changed my life. Because that scripture that came to my heart was, Greater is he that is in you, the kingdom of God, than he that is in the world, the kingdom of heaven. When you read your Bible, you're going to see both kingdoms at work. So here I am. I'm not feeling good. One of my mornings where I just just want to get out of bed. It's too cozy in here. I don't feel really well. Anybody ever feel like that? You just don't want to get out of bed. And, And that scripture came. Greater is he that is in you. Oh, what? It's that kingdom of God stuff that's going to lift me up, raise me up, bring me where I need to be. I don't have to keep a bunch of commandments. What's the one that we need to keep? love 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 god ourself and others all along the prophets hang on that one scripture not a bunch of works. So oh, i better do this or better do that i remember one time i was doing this big conference thing and it was at the amateur fairgrounds and i had big i had well-named people coming doing music by bands i had a car show i mean i was like we were like going out at it really big terry talbot and barry mcguire were there it was just a really good time i get done sitting in my living room now what do i do i felt like you know how you get uh, have a marriage and you get that post you just uh, depleted he says linda you think i'm going to love you when you're doing something i'm going to love you even when you're sitting there Amen. so i'm going to be with you all the time whether you're doing something massive for me or whether you're not, I love you just the same. See, we do a lot of stuff to be accepted and loved when we already are. If we can live in that place, that place in our heart, doesn't matter what anybody else says to you, you are accepted in the beloved. You are His. You are loved, and He will be with you. Kingdom of God christians live in righteousness of christ the kingdom of heaven the people live in their own righteousness separate separate the two so i'm closing revelation 11:15 says that both kingdoms will be restored see it was lost back in adam and eve jesus is going to come back and restore both kingdoms revelation 11:15. and the seventh angel sounded and there was a great voice in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever we're getting ready to do a christmas program and one of the verses in our singing is he will reign forever and ever and ever hallelujah 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 why because he's come to set up that perfect place of the kingdom of god and the kingdom of heaven on earth with him as the kingdom of God in our hearts. You know, that's, we always read king of kings and lord of lords. What does that mean? Why doesn't he just say king Jesus or lord Jesus? No, king of kings is that heavenly place. All those kings on the earth, Saul, and all those different people that were kings. Lord of lords is our heart. Have I made Jesus Christ the lord of have I tapped into the kingdom of God in my heart. So he comes to cover both, kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth, and he makes it all one. Do you know that one day, when he establishes his kingdom on the earth, we're going to be able to talk to all kinds of people. Moses, do you know that? It says it right here, Matthew eight eleven. And I say to you, that many shall come from the east and the west, shall sit with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of God. No, in the kingdom of heaven brought to earth. See the difference? I hope that you get that. And it was a very simple message. God gave it to me and he wanted me to share that with you that it is so important to know the difference between when you're reading the Bible the kingdom of heaven yeah, let's take a look. Let's take a look at the Sermon on the Mount real quickly, chapter five, Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Doesn't say kingdom of God. You see that there's a difference. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Who's going to do that? They're going. People are going to come alongside you and comfort you. See, this is where I'm I'm learning a lot about the difference between kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Okay, see, so we're look people are looking for a, a visual. They want to see what God's doing. That's when I said, open the clouds, Lord, I'm gonna see your face. He goes, Yeah, but I'm invisible. Because I know now that I'm living in that kingdom of God. I don't want to live in the kingdom of heaven. I want to live in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of heaven will be brought through Jesus Christ I just think that's powerful we live in Christ's righteousness his kingdom not the kingdom of heaven which is earthly tangible do you see the difference I hope you do